0: Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Natalie. You may know me from such podcasts as this one, Infinitely Irrational. If you are a regular listener and you've been listening to kind of our bonus episodes, you know that Kay and I are both working kind of on separate projects right now. We miss each other. But in the meantime, I'm bringing in some amazing friends to help us through these trying times. Our next guest is an English professor and I'm super jealous of her because as a side note, she has met James Roday and Dulé Hill. If you're a regular listener of the Infinitely Irrational podcast, you know that Kay and I are kind of like Sean and Gus. But as far as this English professor goes, she is super innovative in the classroom, someone who challenges me to be a better instructor and just a better person by virtue of who she is. And she's generally one of my favorite people. She's going to talk to us a little about journaling through trauma. And so I would like to virtually introduce you to Isis Fernandez, English professor extraordinaire. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi. So tell me, Isis, what's your work situation?
1: What's your work life look like right now? A hot mess. Um, (laughs) As you well know, we are teaching online for the rest of the semester. And so it looks like a hot mess, but it is a (laughs) controlled chaos is what it is. Fair enough. Yeah, it's very much, I know what I'm doing. I know what needs to be done. A punch list now exists. Mm -hmm. And by punch list, it really usually when I'm doing a project, when I feel like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, I'm really close. I make a list of things that I have to remember to do, like little things like make sure the dates match and make sure that the closed captions are on. And so the punch list has been uh, created. So that's how I know I'm towards the tail end of my design for my online class. And so that's what work life looks like right now. Nice. So
0: so when so obviously you're working from home right now, what's that kind of look like? Do you have a space that you've designated or are you all over the place because you need variety?
1: I both um, I have a table. That my wonderful family has dubbed my little corner of the world. It used to be a kitchen table. It (laughs) now belongs to me. Um (laughs) and it has everything. Um, and so that's kind of usual when I where I do like recording videos. It's where the magic happens. It's where the magic happens, right? And sometimes (laughs) I'm just like, you know what? I just kind of want to feel like I want to sit on the couch and grade papers. So I'll sit Mm -hmm. on the couch and grade papers. Or I'll just go outside and, like, read or something. But for the most part, it's that table. That's where the magic happens. Um, and when I record videos, my students can see the kitchen from there. They can <laughs> see my mom cooking as I'm recording. Interesting conversation. So, so you don't have the, uh, the virtual background? You're not teaching at Hogwarts? You know what? Hogwarts has nothing on Mama Fernandez cooking, cooking <laughs> a meal. I mean, like if you have to listen to me drone on about Hemingway, you might as well see my mom cook a good meal. Delicious food. Heck yes. You know, one of our previous guests was actually my
0: nutritionist and trainer, and she was talking about the importance of healthy eating and, you know, just taking time out to be mindful also, even with your eating. So I think I think that it's it's really timely that I guess I talked to to you after her, because I know one of the, the main things that we wanted to discuss today was, journaling through trauma and how to, how to kind of make it through these tough times.
1: Right. It's one of those things where, so a little background on me, I think it's interesting to tell your listeners, I am, I'm very proud of being a a suicide survivor. I survived my attempt in July, 2015. And so since, thank you for being willing to
0: share that with us. Oh, of
1: course. I think definitely talking about mental illness and talking about things like that. I talk about that openly because you never know who's out there who needs to hear this because your story can be somebody else's survival guide. And so I'm very thankful that I went through that that episode because I bl- I learned so much about myself as a person and myself as a person with mental illness I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety in 2013. And so I've learned so much since then. And that actually, I think it's why I think it makes me a better professor and a better teacher and a better friend and a better daughter because I'm, I'm, I'm able to see and able to open and be open about these experiences.
0: And you've mental also used some of your experiences
1: to. You have your own podcast,
0: right? Let's let's give that I a plug.
1: I, I do. I run, Yes, I do. It's called Dear Reader: Mental Health and the Writing Life. And so we talk to writers and people with mental illness and how they deal with mental illness. And it's all surrounds uh, like the word of the day. So we may talk about vulnerability with writing, or we may talk about um, joy. Or we may talk about other things. So it's it's kind of kind of the same but different. Yeah. Um, And so one of the things that I kind of gravitated to, especially during this global pandemic where we are all quarantined, (laughs) was these techniques that I used to get out of the hole, essentially. Get out of the depressive, depressive hole so I can live. And one of them is journaling. A lot of people consider that like a gratitude practice or a mindfulness practice. Those you can actually incorporate into your journaling as well. But journaling for me, I went back to journaling And I was journaling on and off before the global pandemic, but then when we all became isolated, (laughs) (laughs) I went back to journaling because not only did I want to like record what was going on. I also know myself as someone with depression and with anxiety that Mm -hmm. I needed an outlet and I needed something that was just for me and just my own, right? Because we (laughs) are very good at giving up ourselves we're very bad at giving of ourselves to ourselves. And so journaling is a way to do that, to give back to yourself. It's also a way to start seeing maybe triggers and patterns that may be coming up, something that you may need to kind of keep an eye on, especially if you're, if you're working with a therapist, it's something that um, if you're seeing a pattern, you can work on it with a therapist or, you know, once we're all able to like, I don't know, leave the house yeah um, go and and seek help if you need to or it just may be what you need as a relief so yeah. journaling has many wonderful wonderful properties especially for your mind and you definitely want to keep your mind your soul and your body healthy during this time
0: so if you're someone so i'm obviously a math person and mm-hmm. you know, although i've i've tried several times to get into journaling it's been kind of a struggle for me because I just, I don't know where to start. So how, how would
1: you recommend someone starting journaling? You start with the very, very basics. Like it could be literally, this is what I did today. This is what I think today. This is what I liked. This is what I didn't like. There's lots of like journaling prompts out there. So I definitely, uh, a couple of them that I can actually put together for you and we can give to your to your listeners. That'd be awesome. But there's lots of journaling prompts out there that will get you started. But I usually like to start with, today I was bored. You know, like, yeah. okay, I was bored. And this is why I'm bored. You, you want, I like to do something called morning pages. And this is by um, Julia Cameron is her name.
0: Julia, Julia Cameron, Cameron,
1: Cameron the artist way. And she recommends writing three pages every morning. And three pages for me could be 10 minutes or it could be an hour. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm writing what I need to write. Right. Mm -hmm. So for example, this morning, I wrote about a conversation I had with a friend yesterday and how that made me feel because it made me feel a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked to this person in a while and I'm just like, ooh, I don't feel happy. I feel kind of grody. What's this about? And so kind of exploring it in a journal. If you are not an artist (laughs) and are not a writer, this may not be a good thing for you because three pages is a lot. Uh, It really, really is. Start with a page. Start with half a page. It does not. Start with a sentence, I guess. Start with a sentence. It doesn't have to be. You are not writing the great American novel here. This is not what this is. This is you, right? Mm -hmm. So start off with something small. And it grows a little bit every day yesterday i wrote about how um we're we were getting some work done at the house and how like i felt really caged because i couldn't go outside um or how i really like being outside and how i didn't understand how much i needed to be in nature until i couldn't be in nature anymore the things that come up to you this is completely individual you don't have to worry about grammar you don't have to worry about where the comma goes. You can misspell your own name if you want to. No one's gonna see it but you. This is 100% you. If all you can write is a sentence, then that's it.
0: What do you think right now in this time where we're so tethered to our screens, do you think journaling is better done on a piece of paper away from the screen or is it optimal to write it in Microsoft Word or
1: something? It, it just depends on the person and the situation. I'm actually journaling on my iPad Neat. with my Apple Pencil, um, mostly because I my house is just cluttered and I just cannot <sighs> do let's, one more if I If another book ends up in this, in this house, my mom is going to just <laughs> blow her stack.
0: Um, and that's just for me. And then she won't make your delicious food anymore.
1: Look, like, this. she needs space to make the delicious food, man. (laughs) (laughs) She needs the space. Um, But if I had an opportunity to do journaling with paper, pen, I would do it. I mean, Mm because you want that tactileness. Um, It just depends on the person. Some people are very tactile, so they need to feel the scratch of the tip of the pen on the paper and that's perfectly fine some people love the tactile feeling under their fingers when they type and so they'll open up a word document and go ham go for it some people are like i want the world to know so they will (laughs) write a blog and go for it this is your this is your moment bloggers this is your moment
0: It's so funny because I think that I've been tethered to the screen. Like I think all of us have for, Mm. since this started, I don't know, you know, (laughs) back many years ago, it feels like, (laughs) but, uh, for me, my thought process, if you ask me to write something down, my thought process is very much I have to type this out and then I can move words around and do stuff. And, you know, that's kind of my brainstorming, but I think that for right now, for me, I need to get away. If I were to try to get away, like if the computer would pose too much of a distraction, because I'd be checking
1: email and I would right. be like, let me
0: see what's on social media, right. as opposed to trying to check in with myself, which you said was so important. Right.
1: So yeah, absolutely. It's just it just depends on where you you are with what you want to do. Paper, I like the iPad simply because of like literally like I cannot have another piece of paper in this house. <laughs> like it just can it just cannot happen. And so I also like the idea of using something of technology for myself mm-hmm. and do the um, what is that? The no notification thing. On, oh, yeah. On do not end. disturb or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I just put it on there for like 30 minutes. And like there is nothing that's coming through. I'm just writing and just. Reclaiming that technology instead of that technology claiming me
0: it's funny that you say that because a few months ago I guess by the way guys, I'm sorry if you hear a dog barking It's my dog and he is excited about something. I don't know what Um, So my apologies (laughs) there in October, you and I are in the same podcasting group and mm-hmm. um, we learned about this podcast conference that they had. And they they did this kind of mindfulness, this journal thing back then. And at that point in time, I was looking for a mindfulness opportunity and, and I downloaded the Calm app and then I bought a subscription for it. I like. I've been doing this little, like little ten minute chunks of meditating, or like I'll put on the the music, or just the sound of ocean waves because I love the ocean. Is just where is is where my my center is.
1: That has been so helpful through this as well. Let me give you an app that I'm using that I am in love with. Tell me. I'm. I've got so, my paper and pen. Um, Sanveo. It used to be called Pacifica. Okay. Um, but it's S-A-N-V-E-L-L-O. I love this app. Actually, this is one of those apps that it's one of my techniques for dealing, essentially for coping that I went back to just like journaling. I went back to journaling. I went back to gratitude and mindfulness meditation. And then I went back to Sanveo. And so what I love about this is that it does the whole how are you doing? How are you feeling? It helps monitor your depression, your anxiety, and your stress levels. So there's an actual measurement of where you are and how you're doing. It does have wonderful meditations on there already. It has a playlist. Oh my gosh, the playlists are fun. Like, (laughs) oh, an uplifting playlist. Here it is on Spotify. And you're like, oh, thank you. So I'll take that. I'll I'll take that. Um, Great blogs and great articles on how to manage your stress. And then they have this really great thing As part of their tools. It's called the health part. It's called health. You list um, healthy habits, like stuff that literally makes you happy, happy or helps you cope. For me, it's um, making sure I have enough water, making sure I'm meditating, Mm -hmm. exercising, being outdoors and writing. And so as you're moving through your day, you know, maybe you're like, oh, okay, I've had like three glasses of water and you move it in, over and, oh, I meditated for like 10 minutes today. And, you, and as you're doing this, there's a little heart that's on top that fills up. And oh, as cool. it fills up, you can actually, it's a visual that says, if you're feeling good, this is why you're feeling good because you're hitting all these mm-hmm. healthy habits that you want to establish for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like an incentive there to feel the heart every day. That's awesome. That, know, and and you know,
0: for those people that are like, you have Apple watches and you want to close all your rings, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're yeah. like, like filling up the heart will be like, yes, I did it. Tomorrow I'll do it again. Yeah. Right. I'm full of heart today. (laughs) So I was talking recently with my trainer Jenny and one of the things that she said that I think is timely and I'd love your thoughts on it is she said that on, on the internet right now there's this kind of dichotomy of people that are that are struggling but they're looking for the silver linings and then you've got these other folks that are just sharing really negative things and you know as we talked about do what you need to do to get through this but in in my heart and my head, I feel like the better thing to do should be to focus on any small positive wherever you can get it. No matter no matter how difficult things are. What what are your thoughts on that? Here's my thought.
1: When when this all first started, so I went into quarantine or self isolation or whatever. After I got back from San Antonio, I went to a conference in San Antonio that I didn't think I was going to go, but I wanted to go. I don't know if we talked. I think we were. I was going. Yeah. Back in- and I'm like, nice. mm-hmm. yes, that's right. And so right after it was done, I'm just like, all right, this, I knew driving back from San Antonio, I like, I'm probably not gonna going to shut it down. Yeah. yeah. I just, like, i think I'm done. So I've been in self quarantine since the 9th of March. So it's been a good-
0: seventh for me. Oh my
1: gosh. Together. Yes. All <laughs> together. We're all in this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the things that I wanted to make sure I did is that I wanted to be positive. I wanted to put positive things out there so positive things would come back. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a force of good because I already knew there was going to be forces of bad. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be helpful in any way I can. For me, it was important because my know my brain will automatically go dark if I let it. hmm and once it goes dark, it's difficult to come back out. So yeah. if I start with light, I can stay in light instead yeah. of going dark. There's, there's gonna be people who will always go dark. And that's just where they are and who they are. And I love them for who they are. <laughs> Bless their hearts. But I also know that my only goal here is to survive. Yeah, That's it. That is my only goal is to survive. What survival looks like for me is being positive, being a human, right? I want to be human in a time where humanity needs to succeed. Mm -hmm. And so anything I can to survive as a human is what I'm going to do. So if that means I'm going to do a dad joke every day, well, doggone it, I'm going to do dad jokes. (laughs) If that means that I'm going to eat granola, which I love, I'm going to eat granola. (laughs) If that means that I have to sit out every day or most every day at eight in the morning and journal for 10 minutes while I drink coffee. That's what I'm going to do. If that means that, you know, I'm going to like talk to my mom for 10 minutes about whatever craziness that is in her head at the moment in her wonderful Latin Americanness, because she has many, many crazy stories from <laughs> Latin America. I'm going to sit there and listen to the crazy stories from Latin America. And it is what it is because there will always be dark. Mm-hmm. but light is where the hope is and whatever you can do to help hope survive is how you're going to get through it
0: so if you have if you were telling someone if someone was telling you right now that they were kind of struggling in the dark and they were trying to find the light switch even if it's just like the light switch to a 20 watt bulb how can they do that what would you, do you have any recommendations yeah
1: start small it doesn't have to be big If your light switch is, I'm going to wake up at 10 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm just going to take a shower, and that's it, then that's your light bulb, and that's what you do. And then the next day, I'm going to take a shower and get dressed, okay? I'm going to take a shower, get dressed, and call a friend, okay? Start small, start tiny. The little wins are big wins. Don't let anyone tell you that, oh, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. No, you need to survive. That's what you should be doing, right? Survival. Survival looks so different for so many people. If all you can do is literally wake up and take a shower and just switch out into different pajamas and go back to bed, well, then you won for the day and that's fine. Tomorrow you try again, but that's the thing. You have to remember tomorrow you try again
0: this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You don't have to do everything right now. You don't, but, but of course, right. It's been in every single different context, whether it has been getting your online class together, whether it has been figuring out how you will creatively grocery shop or eat properly, whether it's been no matter what that has always been the thing is that, you know, it's okay. You can try again tomorrow. It doesn't have to be done now. And it's just, I love that. Like we're having this conversation because Mm -hmm. as something as simple as survival and yourself you have the chance again tomorrow. Heck, you have the chance again in the next hour.
1: Right, and it's switching your mindset, which is why journaling is so important. Meditation is so important. Like I relearn through this process how important meditation is, especially Mm -hmm. mindful meditation, where you're just sitting there and you are for five minutes breathing and feeling all the five senses. What are you smelling? What are you feeling? What are you tasting? What are you hearing? what's behind your eyeballs you know like yeah. those things taking that time and saying oh i can feel the wind on my skin and how good it feel. i can feel the the seat back on my back right so i feel supported mm-hmm. and just having that 5 minutes to say all right i am part of this bigger scheme this bigger world that right now is hurting but of which i can heal and it can heal me it's so vastly important and also tethers you to the world. One of the things like it's difficult when you're, when you're in a depressive episode or could be in a depressive episode is that feeling of not feeling tethered to something mm-hmm. that you're kind of in the wind. Like you feel like this balloon that's kind of being swatted around by the wind and you don't feel like you're anchored to something. And something like journaling and meditation can help you anchor where you need to anchor the most. Because you're, this is something that's a practice. You're building on this. You're building on your journaling practice. You're building on your meditation practice. You're building on your gratitude practice so that the tether gets stronger every day. This isn't, again, you were saying this is a marathon, not a sprint. You're completely right. You are journaling five minutes a day or you're just doing that one good sentence. It's Mm -hmm. fine. You're doing that one good sentence. Tomorrow, maybe two tomorrow it may be another good sentence tomorrow maybe a sentence and a half but it's a practice eventually we'll get to that page maybe it's a 2 minute t- meditation and maybe the next day i will be 5 minute meditation maybe it'll be a, if you could do a 30 minute meditation power to you cuz i haven't <laughs> got i haven't even gotten there yet i'm like a good 10 minutes i'm good i've, I've only, only done that once Oh, how was it? It was so great. Like I had to work up to it
0: though, right? Like right. You had to I practice. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was doing, I would look at the 10 minute one and I would be like, oh God, this is so intense. This is so intense. And then I eventually worked up to 10 minutes and then eventually I worked up to 20 minutes and then eventually one day I was like, I'm going to try 30 minutes and just kind of see how it goes. And uh, it went and then the time was over and I was like, oh God, wow, it's already done. But you know, like that was definitely two marathons, I guess. But right. you know, what I found right now is that as stuff's happening as and, and there's so much out of our control, a thing that I can control is my breath. And I don't even mean let me let me put on my headphones and, and sit cross-legged with my, you know, my hands, you know, on my knees or whatever. Like right. I just take a breath, like stop what you're doing right now. Just close your eyes and take a deep breath. And just like, think about how that feels. And instantly, like for me, at least, I just feel like there's so much release as I take a deep breath and then exhale so much releases
1: that I didn't even know I was holding on to. Right. Absolutely. It's like decluttering the mind, cl- decluttering mm-hmm. degunking the lungs. Right. This this whole virus is an upper rep- respiratory thing. You want to declutter everything. Right. You want to take the static away from your attic. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> I love that. Um, and that's the whole thing. The feeling of being tethered, the feeling of being connected, connecting to the breath, connecting to the mind, connecting to the soul in this way, just makes you feel grounded so that you're able to say, Okay, today is a different day or today is a new day. I'm gonna change from yesterday's pajamas to today's pajamas or house coat as as it may be I am I my house cocaine by the way as an aside I is am off the charts look I am leaning into it it's great <laughs> That's great um but being able to like do that is a win like again it's about survival and survival looks different for different people for some people survival is going out in the morning and running for a straight hour bless your heart if that is your survival i ain't running unless i'm being chased but that's okay um you gotta do what you gotta do if survival for you is sitting down at the end of the day with a glass of wine writing in your journal well then enjoy your glass of wine girl and get your writing on like it's it's what you need and this is the perfect time to say what do i need to survive literally what do i really need not like to figure it out yeah right figure it out like yeah we all could survive with a million dollars but we ain't got a million dollars boo so what else you need oh Mm a five dollar journal go for it
0: you know i was talking to my trainer i that uh earlier today and she (laughs) said She said that Amazon sold out of weights like the day that the quarantine hit. Wow. I know. I was like, that's so interesting. Like, I was so concerned about paying shipping fees for weights that I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to make it work with my textbooks or whatever, you know, <laughs> my body weight. I'm not going to spend money on, on you know, Amazon shipping weights to me because, again, the shipping costs... And yet they sold out of ways. Right, right. But it's so true about just finding out, like, here's the one good thing. If you're struggling for what is the good thing in your life right now, that is a good thing that you can figure out what you need to survive. Right. And
1: you can, the gratitude thing is fantastic. So uh, the thing about a gratitude practice is that it's really small. You just have to list three things of which you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all you got to do. Right. And it could be anything from I am grateful that I bought those shoes before this quarantine happened or I am grateful (laughs) that there is food in the house. I am grateful that we do not have to pay for six months interest free (laughs) our wonderful loans, our wonderful school loans. Federally owned. Federally owned (laughs) school loans. Right. Like. I was so grateful that one, that one got into yeah. the gratitude journal very quickly, mm-hmm. um, but like it could be little things. I'm grateful that today I actually could feel the sun on my skin. Those little things. is what you need. There's this thing called bullet journaling that I've I, always wanted to get into that. Oh my god, bullet journaling and actually got back. I, use journaling for like my to-do list and everything but now i went back to it in a different way to do a gratitude journal to add to the to my journaling so i do regular journaling Mm -hmm. and then i do like i just list my gratitude so i so i do gratitude journal in my bullet journal and that has also helped i recommend is there
0: virtual washi tape i must know there is
1: (gasps) there is but it's not as satisfying oh do you see how excited I got? Just I love. I know, stationery. I know, but I needed to bust that bubble because I I understand washi tape is great and like the tactileness of washi tape and being able to like take it off and put it somewhere else is great. But then it's like digital washi tape is like, drag and drop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that did not make it to my gratitude practice. <laughs> Well, let me
0: tell you what I am grateful
1: for. I am yes. grateful
0: for the opportunity to to connect with you and to some of our other guests that that we've had on the show and I mean, I feel like one of the things I told one of my friends was that in a day-to-day life, right, you run into people and you got to deal with people and whatever. And I've really been able to kind of curate my list of of folks who are important to me and who who I want to talk to. And that's been something I've been grateful for because I get all of the amazing stuff with (laughs) none of the not so great, right? Right. If I want to filter out all of the negative stuff and the, you know, posts that are stressing me out right now, I'm able to do that. And I feel very grateful for that.
1: Yay! That's a good one. I like (laughs) that. That's a good one. Yay. Uh, I like that. You know what I'm grateful for? What are you grateful for? I am grateful for being stuck in the house with my family. I'm grateful for that, even though they drive me nuts. (laughs) But I'm grateful for them to drive me nuts because I worry about the people who are in quarantine by themselves. Yeah, same. I w- I've never been in quarantine by myself, but I've lived by myself, especially during that dark time. It was just me mm-hmm. and my cat. Things happen, mm-hmm. thoughts happen. And so I, I, I'm thankful to be with my friend, with my, with my family. And I'm thankful that I can at least like FaceTime those friends that, that I know who are living by themselves. Yeah. So I can check on them. Because I know that things are going through their heads, um, and they have nowhere else to go but where they are. So at mm-hmm. the very least, I can just say, "Hey, let me tell you the joke I learned today." You know, and just like, your, your your list of dad jokes. My list of very bad dad jokes, <laughs> um, given to me by my niece—not uh, niece, my uh, goddaughter, whose birthday is today. Oh, um,
0: are you guys having a Zoom birthday party for her later?
1: No, I she, I her family. I think if they're going to do like they're cooking something. I called her last night to make sure like to say happy birthday. But she's 8. She's a whole hand and three fingers. Oh my gosh, so adorable. So well, like it's a big it's a big birthday 8. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a good number.
1: It's a great number.
0: Well, I just I really want to thank you for, you know, kind of being a light in dark places for some Uh, for both your people as well as for hopefully some of our listeners can find hope and something out of your experience and our conversation and, and, you know, again, if, if you have any questions, you've heard me say this throughout listeners, but if you have any questions for, for me or ISIS, please feel free to email the podcast is podcast at infinitely You can connect with us on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can just go to our website, infinitely com, and find us there. So before we let you go, ISIS. Do you have any last words of wisdom or advice that you'd like to share?
1: Keep hope alive, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Keep hope alive and tell a bad joke every day. Send all the memes. Send all the memes. Send all the memes and be be a light, so that way light can come back. Thank you so much. Thank you.